Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast episode 173 and my very special guest on today's show is Richie from the band Crossed Paths. Crossed Paths are a brand new band heading out of Kent. Uh, They're about to release their new EP. Uh, It's called Mutated. It is out on November the 27th. It is self-released as well so do check them out on their socials. So uh, facebook.com forward slash Crossed Paths. That's C-R-O-S t-p-a-t-h-s and um on the various other platforms including Bandcamp, where you can buy this ep um and it is good um i thoroughly enjoyed it they've got a track out at the moment uh lyric video and whatnot and um it is on uh youtube right now it is called rampage um that is the current lead single from the mutated ep um and they're soon to uh i believe shoot a video for defiant i think we talk about that in the interview um but we talk about loads of stuff obviously the band um but i love uh, various forms of music and things like that uh including new metal huge new metal thing um and yeah do check them out honestly um if you love that kind of like big sort of heavy chunky riffy sound um new metal kind of sound like like reborn if you will and uh yeah this band sound like that so please go go listen to them um hit them up on their socials like i said earlier and buy their EP. Support these bands. Do you know what else helps support these bands? If you rate and review these shows, um, you can hit subscribe whenever you want, but rating and review, you can do at any point as well. It doesn't cost anything, but it does promote these shows. It promotes these bands, um, gets more notice to the show, thus the sort of like trickle down effect that everyone loves. loves. Um, <laughs> but it does help these bands. So, you know, from, from previous bands I've had on here, uh, I've had bands with like millions of followers and I've got bands with under a thousand followers, if you will. I'm not going to go into specific numbers. If you follow followers on various platforms, it's always different. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to um, get out there. So the people who subscribed since last time from the Nonpoint Show, hello. Um, if you're enjoying these shows, please pop a review. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, there's a star rating review you can give it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can you can hit a like or love on that video. Um, and any other format you're listening on, whatever their rating format is, I believe Spotify's got some following things and all that kind of stuff you can rate. And, uh, yeah, leave a review, leave a couple of words. Um, you know, do that. It, it just helps the show. Uh, I don't do this for money. I don't do this for, for, um, well, money. Uh, I do it out of, out of like love for music and stuff. So, um, yeah, please do that if you can. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And yes, I would love you for it. Thank you. And if you do it, Give us a shout. Let us know you've done it. Or on the review, if I see the review, I'll give you a shout out on the show as well. So, um, and we've got plenty of guests coming up. Um, I've taken another sort of like couple of weeks here and there just to sort of like accumulate a few things, put out a few feelers for a few bands and all that kind of stuff. Because a lot of stuff's kind of happening and not happening now. So some of the promotional strings that the bands are on aren't happening so uh we're kind of like in a bit of limbo again when it comes to that but there's a few bands that are evolving and kind of like you know making making what they can of this situation because that's what you're going to have to do uh the government are telling you to get other jobs (laughs) fuck that um (laughs) adapt evolve use these resources use this like culture of online use this sort of stuff and do what non-point did non-point they 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 have sold tickets for a live show 
online um literally last night they were playing statement in its entirety and um it was fantastic they cut it up with some vignettes of like q a's and all that kind of stuff um it's still available on replay on their website it is ten dollars and ten cents but it is worth it um you know it's not as good as being there but it's it's what we can do right now to support these artists and also enjoy music at the same time um and 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 it was a great performance so um all these bands that are doing this now support them like i say a rate a review on this show doesn't cost a thing so if your money's tight it's still something you can do on your phone on your computer however you're listening to this podcast just go to the little rating thing give it a thumbs up give it a five star review all that kind of good stuff it helps immensely so thank you in advance for those that have done it uh, and thank you in advance for those who are about to do it and uh without much further ado i am going to bring you richie from crossed paths enjoy So I'd like to welcome to the show today, I have Richie from the band Crossed Paths. Welcome, Richie. Hey, Barney, you doing all right? I am good, man. I am good. How are you today? Yeah, man. Yeah. Excellent. I'm, uh, I'm just nursing my stomach after a fish and chips after work. So. Oh, that's brilliant. I just had a, a, I just had a pasta bake, so I'm good. Beautiful. <laughs> Rare well, in a go. Yeah, exactly. It gives me the energy. Well, kind of gives me the energy, although I feel full. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's all good. Exactly. Um, but today uh, we're here to talk about your band, uh, I already mentioned, called Cross Paths. Uh, you're about to release uh, your EP uh, called Mutated. Um, yeah. It is out on November the 27th. Um, I'm glad you know that because I didn't have a clue. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I read the press release. <laughs> it's fine. That's why this bit sounds so professional. The rest of it's just going to be me <laughs> skipping through stuff. Um, awesome. But yeah, no, it's uh, Cornish Press Press out on the 27th. Um, I take it it's self-released? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've only been a band for like a year. Officially. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, we, we don't have the luxury of a label. We, no, not I was really. going to say, yeah, but that's wishful thinking. No, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. You got, it's a quality yeah. EP, so if anyone's out there, you just released a lyric video for um, Rampage. Um, yes. Which is one of the tracks off there. And uh, that is now on YouTube and wherever you guys can Fire find it. Places. Yeah, yeah exactly, say. exactly. I was going to say, if people hit you up on uh, on Facebook, it's uh, the usual facebook.com, and it's Crossed Path. That's C-R-O-S-T-P-A-T-H-S. That's right. Excellent. I got that right. <laughs> I can spell. Yeah, well done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I want to do, because you are a new band, um, and what I like to do with the new bands that I talk to is kind of get uh, your origin story as you are kind of in this infancy, if you will. Um, but how did the band come about? Um, I will try and keep this short and sweet. Um, but there's there's four of us that are full time members, and we have like an honorary fifth member. Cool. Um, and literally split that four down the middle. Two of us were in one band that were doing kind of post hardcore stuff. Yeah. And the other two of us, um, so the two post hardcore guys were Mikey, the guitarist, and Mace, or James, our drummer. And then there was uh, in another band was me, uh, Richie, doing the like rappy shouty vocals in a sort of a new metal punk rock throwback kind of band yep. and uh, I went on bass and sort of clean singy vocals and um, both of those bands kind of 
imploded is a bit of a dramatic word, but both of those <laughs> bands came to their natural ends yes. around about the same time. Okay. And we'd already got James in to start drumming for that, that rap rock band. Okay. And um, we were doing some cool stuff, man. We were supporting like uh, some real old school bands. I like had PE and Crazy Town and Dog Eat Dog when they're all, they were doing their little UK club runs yep. that they're all doing these days. Well, pre-COVID. Yep, pre-COVID. And, um, <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, I have to remember that sometimes. And um, <laughs> yeah, and it was weird because we were, we were doing cool gigs, but um, creatively uh, and in personal lives and stuff, the band was coming to a close just as the, gig, the gigs were getting good. Okay. So there was, there was me and Owen, and as I say, James had just recently joined, all really frustrated, burnt out to some degree, but also with fire left in the belly. Yeah. And um, Mikey actually filled in on guitar because one of the guys was just flunking out of shows and rehearsals. Mikey filled in, in on guitar for, I just mentioned us supporting like a, a US act. We supported Doyle from the Misfits. Oh, yeah, yeah. He like a, yeah, he did like a couple of UK runs. And um, that show was a, I can swear on this podcast, right? You can, yes. <laughs> yeah, that show was a shit show. Oh. It was a shit show. <laughs> it wasn't a shit show for Doyle. Like, he had a, a nice little packed uh, crowd and they love him. But yeah. um, for us, it was just, it was a bridge too far. And after that, um, I spoke to Mikey outside. I said, dude, I'm so done right now, but um, we'll touch base again in a few months and let's, let's do something. But right now, I, I can't face it. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, fair enough. But I stuck to it. I stuck to that. Yeah. Uh, I, so I knew I would come around eventually. And um, I mentioned our honorary fifth member, that's Erin. He's got his own studio in, uh, in our local area called nice. Sound Escape Studios. Um, and he was kind of in their post-hardcore band. He's one of those local producers that has worked with almost everyone in the area. Yes. And um, me and Owen, our band, had recorded with him a few times. So the natural thing for us to do was, rather than get in a rehearsal studio, because we, we were kind of sick of that environment, um, like I say, the gigs were good, so we yeah. were rehearsing a lot. But creatively, we'd, been, we'd hit a brick wall. So we were like, let's do what a lot of modern artists do, just go straight into the studio, yeah. uh, record, recording studio rather than rehearsal studio, and just track whatever pops in our heads. And those um, little ideas, whether it was beats, riffs, or like a, just an odd vocal melody or whatever, mm. they became the first EP which we put out in 2019. Yeah, the self-titled record. That's what that. That's what that was. That was that's our origins. I said short and sweet, but I think I rambled a lot now. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. I, I like to sort of like get the whole picture if you can um, yep. on this because the well, with po- nature of podcast, it is kind of a long form uh, style sure. interview. So um, having having like the story is great. Like I could, you know, oh, we formed in 2018 and we're here now. Yeah, we could have just done yeah. that because um, like it's it's good to get like the the origin. So obviously finding out you're in a band prior to this, the kind of experience yeah. you've had building up into this, and some of the bands you played with already. I mean, I I I had Jared on the show from Head P. Yeah, about a month ago or so, uh, awesome. celebrating the 20th anniversary of Broke, uh, which is fantastic. But um, back when I was in a band, I got to support. Well, I was two different bands actually. I was in. Uh, I got to support them twice. Um, oh, nice! And 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 like that sort of like era of band is my. That's my uh, my yard, if you will. My yeah. go to. Like 20 years yeah. ago, I was 20, totally. and these bands were like coming out with their first, second albums or whatever. I feel yeah. 
And, yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> um, and <laughs> like with with the band you're in now, um, yeah. uh, and and the sort of sound that you have, uh, it is very much on that new metal uh, tip if you will yeah um which yeah. is a sound i i immensely gravitate to like i've mentioned a couple of times already i was in a band back in the day <laughs> but um i was the deep scratch dj in that band and so oh, we, awesome. we were very much like the new metal like british new metal uh movement at that time That's, so it was it's it was the one thing i've wanted is a, a dj to scratch it's the oh, one right. thing i think we're missing well, I'm available if you want to guess DJ to scratch. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that. That's all it's good. On. It's on. It's that excellent, excellent, good, <laughs> good. This is good. I like this networking. Um, um, but um, back then it was us. Uh, we were called Zero Cipher. It was us, Vacant Stare. Um, the sort of forming of like Hundred Reasons, Ruben. Um, oh, it, was, it was quite a like a uh, 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 very like fertile time for like that. Two thousand and three. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. yeah, that's when we released our uh, first album. Because <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Lemon's like a full, fully-fledged solo artist now, isn't he? He is, uh, yeah. Guy from Ruben. Yeah. And he, he still does a lot of the Ruben stuff live. I've seen him support with the Marmosettes. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm... And he, he plays a lot of Ruben stuff in his set. Yeah. they. I mean, they were literally from the town I was born in. Um, <laughs> we're like that close and uh, I remember Jamie working in my local chippy um, nice. and stuff like I that, so that <laughs> I know it's good isn't it um, especially the way he kind of is like at the moment I mean I love his music his music now is I mean Ruben were great they were a great, f- absolutely fantastic live band and like on record they were fun as well um, but watching him kind of on his own it's it's like yeah. he's like totally come into his own like creation if that makes sense it's got no it's got no limitations does he this is the thing exactly that, exactly depending on who the artist is that can go one or two ways and with him it's gone the right way i think yeah yeah and he's he's getting a lot of uh a lot of good exposure and, and some like fantastic yeah. shows and stuff so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, i, I want to get him on the show at some point and talk fish and chips but <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> oh, that'll happen he yeah. seems obviously i i don't know i don't know the guy I don't have the privilege to, but he seems pretty down to earth. I'm pretty sure you can get him on. Yeah, I hope so. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Um, but let's get back to your band because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Who wants to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you've got an out. You've got an EP to sell. Come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, with this EP, I mean, I really, I really loved um, uh, Rampage. Like they say, that was the track you've got out at the Thank moment, you. the lyric video and everything, uh, which was really cool and. Um, yeah, it's a four track, uh, four track EP. You've got um, obviously the unedited version of Rampage. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a radio edit as well, which I'm assuming is just swearing yeah. taken out, isn't it? Pretty much. Cause yeah, it's just... it, it, I can't get used to it because I've heard it. And it's, <laughs> it doesn't work. It's so a... it sucks, but <laughs> the thing is, we unexpectedly got some BBC Radio Airplay, like not on mainstream, but on like Radio Kent where we're based. Okay, and right. I think it got. Yeah, so so it was kind of we needed the because a lot of the digital stations we we're on don't actually mind they'll slip in some swearing, but with BBC it, they wouldn't have had it at no, all. So yeah. that's why that exists. Yeah, no, I say yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, that's good because you if you if you're going to get that kind of play, it's mm. worth just editing sh- shit out, really, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, literally, yeah, literally, literally. I think literally. That's the words that out of the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you got uh, the other tracks on there are hiding in plain sight. And mm-hmm. uh, Defiant, I really like Defiant. That was a really Thank good you, track man. as well. Um, Thank you. That's, that is the next single. Oh, excellent! Yeah, 
we'll cool. share the video for that soon. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yes, yeah, so I was about to ask how like how this sort of like came to uh, or what you've got because obviously COVID. I know the sort of restrictions yeah. have eased for now, and then we're kind of I think on the verge of maybe another small lockdown. Um, yeah, just judging on 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 what's happening and what we've been doing. Um, but yeah, um, so h- h- over the sort of like covid period of this because obviously you sort of plan to have music recorded or like shows to to play and stuff like that how has the sort of like this sort of like time been for you guys like as a band i know it's a new band but obviously you've got experience of previous bands as well so how how did this like sort of time off like work for you it's um a double-edged sword like most people tell you actually um, because for, for the initial period, it was really disheartening to see all these shows that we had lined up cancelled. Yeah. Um, especially as we actually we, we dropped the EP last probably about this time last year, I think. Mm. Um, but we didn't start gigging. We we played our first ever live show as this band on Valentine's Day this year. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think we maybe <laughs> played a couple of other small shows. Um, going into March and then lockdown happened and we just watched all our dates go. Because as everyone knows, at the start of this, we all thought it would blow over within a couple of months. So we were yeah. like, okay, we'll ride, we'll ride this out. Um, and obviously initially, lockdown was so strict that we couldn't even get in a rehearsal room together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, initially it was kind of like, well, we didn't really think to make alternative plans because we... we <laughs> We didn't anticipate things going on this long. Yeah. As it became clearer that it was going to go on and on, um, what, what I did was so Defiant and Hiding in Plain Sight they were fully recorded. They, okay. I think they were even I think they were even mastered um, during the first like few weeks of lockdown. And Rampage was actually the final song to be done. The instrumental was down, and I think lockdown happened the week before I was going to jump in the studio and do the vocals. Okay. <laughs> um, what they actually did, though, I would have had to rush those vocals, and instead, we had weeks to think about it. And um, Owen, I mentioned earlier, does the clean like singing vocals. Yeah. So um, with the first EP, I wrote a lot of a lot of the lyrics on there, yeah. and he kind of he kind of edited some of his parts to suit his voice or, you know, something that he would feel more comfortable with saying. Mm. Um, and but with this one, he took the lead on um, some of the hooks. Okay. Uh, particularly with Defiant and Rampage, I was really struggling with. Um, it's out of like the six tracks that are public, well, four tracks that are public and the two that were, the other two that are about to go public, out of those six tracks, Rampage, is the most vocally, lyrically dense. Like, yeah. there's so much packed into that track. The other songs, we leave a lot of space for the instrumental. Um, but this song, it's like boom, boom, boom. And I think that's largely that dance that we had much longer to think about it. So in a way, it served us a, a little bit of a favour. Um, and then, as I say, as, as things unravelled, it was like, this is going on a bit. Um, um, uh, how are we going to, what are we going to do? Because now there's a massive gap between Originally, we were going to drop this EP in like spring, okay, uh, or at least the first single and the EP probably by early summer. Yeah, uh, and as you, as you mentioned, like the lockdown stuff, it restricted loads of things. So gigs were shut down. Um, we couldn't rehearse or write, couldn't record either initially. Yeah, and 
things like video shoots weren't even being discussed. We were like, we, we can't even really meet up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I started to do was reached out to some local friends around the Kent area that we even know personally or just through music. Yeah. And uh, three different artists, Donnie Jepp, uh, Weatherview, and The Pattern Imperfect. They're all different genres. Yeah. Uh, one's like The Pattern Imperfect, kind of, he'd hate me saying this, but it's kind of like industrial post-rock. Okay. He does, doesn't really like to be referred to as industrial. He's trying to get away from that, but it's there. <laughs> okay. um, Weatherview was originally like acoustic. He was like an acoustic folk kind of act. Yeah. And he's kind of gone into um, contemporary pop, so it's a lot more synth work. He, he turned Bulldozer, which was like hardcore, so I went to a drum and bass track. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I reached out to these artists basically to remix, remix our, our first EP just so we had content to put out in yeah. the downtime. We had no idea how long this was going on for. Yeah. Um, Johnny Jeff remixed Pariah, and it kind of still sounds like the original, but just way more ludicrous because they, they've got really tongue-in-cheek humor, but they're also fantastic musicians, so... They, they elevated the track um, to a different different level to where we had it. Nice. Um, and that was, it wasn't meant to be filler as such, but it was like a last minute scramble to get some content. Yeah. That word content put together. And this EP that's coming now, it wasn't put on the back burner, but there was nothing we could do with it for a little while. Yeah. Other than write, other than write the lyrics rampage. Um, so we, we were going to, we wanted to do a video for rampage. We couldn't, we did, we uh, reached out to Zach of uh, Studface Productions. He did the lyric video. I like cool. some of the stuff I've seen him do before. Yeah. And, it, and it, I, I, we think it's a pretty dope lyric video. It's very simple but very effective. It suits the track. It's very new metal looking. And uh, that was that. But Defiant, we still haven't 100% decided on what this video is going to be. We're shooting it in about 10 days. <laughs> and we're firing all kinds of ideas around for it. But it, it, it's not set in stone yet. So yeah. it, it could be interesting. Could ah, be interesting. It will. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. Uh, I love the sort of like. I've always liked that kind of last minute effect with stuff because sometimes yes. some of the best yeah. things can come out of that. But um, you mentioned a couple of bands there in your sort of like local scene. What's the sort of like? What's the Kent scene really like? Because I've I've interviewed a couple of bands from that that area of the world. Um, I had okay. uh, Call Me Malcolm. Um, yeah, they're also ska bands. Yeah, ska yeah. band, and they're really, really good ska band. Like, oh, they're tight. They're really tight. Yeah, um, and oh, I'm trying to think of the others. I've, I've had a few, basically from the Kent area, but it seems yeah. to be quite a um, fertile ground, if you will. Because I remember, sort of back, yeah. oh, about twenty years ago, there's a couple of bands I was aware of out of there. One called Breakneck. Um, they were sort of like uh, one of the sort of emerging artists out of there. Obviously, nothing really sort of came of them. Um, yeah. the, the, the bassist or the guitarist in that band ended up being in Earth Tone 9 for a couple of years. Um, oh, nice. Uh, Jamie Float. I don't know if he's still around there. I know he still exists because he's on my friends list. <laughs> um, but, uh, still a thing. He's still a thing. He's just actually made some more music that he's just sent me. So, and he's just been off Facebook for like three years. So, <laughs> hey, he's, the, he shouldn't, he's a wise guy. He shouldn't have come back. I'm, I'm going to try and get off. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things I'm trying to do. You, if you watch that yeah. Netflix documentary, it will piss you off. Um, not yet. <laughs> I, I, I do it might push me over the edge. If you're if you're the kind of person that doesn't like to be manipulated, yeah, then you will fuck. It will it will fuck. It, yeah, it, it will fuck you up a little bit because um, you're like these motherfuckers. They've totally yeah. Um, Dude, I, I've got my Amazon history for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I know I've been manipulated. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Those things pop up on Wish as well. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Um, let's not go there. No, no, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> so, like like I say, Kent, it seems to be quite a fertile uh, area at the yeah. moment. Is that is that something you guys are feeling there? Is it is it quite a, um, is it like a tight-knit scene or is it sort of very, um, sort of this genre band, this genre band and they're sort of like keeping in their own camps? Or I know lockdown kind of maybe has yeah. solidified some stuff, but um, how is it for you in that area of the world? So really, it's actually a pretty solid question to ask because the internet changed the idea of a local scene yeah. massively. The, the more it's evolved, and social, we're just referring to social media, and um, talk about new, the new metal scene earlier as well in the states. Yeah, when that come up from like Bakersfield and Florida, and bands uh, bands were coming up from all little areas like that. Yeah, um, in the UK, obviously we had like Britpop's scene in the nineties, didn't we? Yeah. Um, in Kent, it's tricky because it's hard to refer to it as a scene because there's a there's some really wicked venues dotted around the county, but Kent's huge. Anyone that's not from Kent will underestimate how big it is. We go from the coastline towards the east, which is like Folkestone and stuff. Yeah. Um, we border like East Sussex as well, which is going down to the other coast down in the southeast towards Hastings and things. Yeah. Um, and then to, to the west and to the north of us is London. So it's kind of like, a, depending on what part of Kent you're talking about, it can be a very different scene. <laughs> so, um, like, it, it, there's some brilliant bands you've already referred to, like Call Me Malcolm, and um, they tend to play a lot in South London. Yeah. Um, they, they do play in Kent, but they tend to play, they've got a little, um, a little burgeoning scene in South London with the Scar stuff. Um with um, Paul Smith and Jordan Harris and that, that they they run events at uh, New Cross Inn, and that's they've had they, they had Goldfinger play there like a slam dunk warm, warm up show like last year or the year before. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of Kent bands, there's so many different genres. I mean, we're we're one sort of thing. I don't think there's there's, there's actually another new metal band in Kent called Tides of Ire. Oh. Um, they're they're nice guys. Um, but they sound, they don't sound anything like us. We fit together on a bill. In fact, the, the Valentine's Day show I mentioned earlier, yeah. they, we were on the, we were on the bill with them. We were on just before them, and then it was Stephen Akira from Portsmouth just after them. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, but we were actually I mentioned Hastings. Um, subconsciously, it must have just been in my brain talking to cancelled shows. <laughs> um, we were oh, I've forgotten the name of the venue now. The Carlisle, is it, I think, okay. in Hastings. Um, we were supposed to play a Kent invasion show there that was organised by the guys in a band called Jukebox Monkey. Yeah. And they're awesome. They're like progressive hard rock, really a bit of stoner going on in there as well. But they like play um, a really awesome rocked-up version of uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine. Um, <laughs> nice. And it just works. It's, look, it's so slick. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got so, different, so many different vibes going on that there isn't one particular scene. I think all the, there's a lot of talent, and you could call it a hotbed almost. Yeah. You've got awesome venues like in, Gra- in Gravesend. So it's not, it's not in, if you're not from the area, you might not know it, but in Gravesend, so uh, in the high street, there's not really any live music. But in the arse end of nowhere, on the verge of like an industrial estate, there's this venue that has just existed for about 40, 50 years. Yeah. 
called um, Leo's The Red Light. And I mentioned earlier um, bands like Head PE and stuff yeah. on their on their UK club runs. They're, they're going there. They're playing. They were playing there on their last few tours. Oh wow! Because where it's sort of out in the arse end of nowhere, it's not under threat from a local council of being shut down. Yeah. The landlord, it's his, it's his place. So it's this, it's this cool old rock pub in one section, and on the side is the hall, which holds like a couple of hundred people. Um, and when you're there sometimes, particularly in the summer, they have some great all-day events. It really feels like a scene then. Um, and I, mean, I mentioned a few times now our first show, Valentine's Day, that was at a place called the Penny Theatre in Canterbury. Yeah. Canterbury often feels like it's got a scene on cool. particular nights. Yeah. It's, it's really, I could go on and on about Kent because it's so many different facets to it. So many different bands, so many different venues. Tunbridge Wells Forum has become quite an integral part of the underground scene. God, I remember that venue. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it was originally a public toilet. Yeah. No, I put a hole <laughs> in the stage. Yeah. I put a hole nice. in the stage there. Um, nice. When well I played done. a gig there, that was, it was total accident, but I had a, a little like foot pedal that I triggered like a yeah. bass hit with. So you get that oh, sonic awesome. boom sound. Um, and I was getting a bit carried away and I just jumped up in the air and landed on it, put the pedal through the floor, be- <laughs> broke, broke the foot pedal, um, but put it straight through oh, well, the wooden that's... floor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the uh, they've uh, hopefully they've fixed the hole, but <laughs> it's a total I accident. I don't ever remember falling in one when I played oh, that's there. Good. So I that's think, good. That's you know, <laughs> good. I think you did literally you did the literal definition of heavy metal right there. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was behind a set of turntables, so <laughs> which is generally frowned upon. So um, <laughs> now you're in good company here, mate. Oh, good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, no, that's really cool. I mean, Kent. I've, I, I, I know it's kind of a large place. I've, my sister lives in um, uh, Erith, uh that way. Um, see, so- see Erith is like, um, yeah, that's right, right next to Dartford, which is Kent. Yeah, Erith's counted in the borough of Bexley, which is a London borough. This is what I'm saying. Depending yeah. on where you are, the lines blur. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely. I used to spend a lot of time in um, uh, Herm Bay. Um, yeah, which is so, like on the coast. Yeah, yeah. So you've gone the other way. Yeah, I've gone the exactly. other way on that one. But I used to, um, I used to spend a lot of time there playing playing a sport um, and going to the arcades and stuff on the on the seafront. So, um, but I know it quite well. It's just it's quite. Like, I've got a friend who um, owns a record, not a record shop, a music shop, like an instrument shop which out there. That? I'm just trying to remember the name of it. I got my first bass guitar from him and uh, I can't remember the name oh. of his shop. It's really bad yeah. of me. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he's had a music shop there for years. Like uh, we're talking probably 20 plus years. Yeah. Uh, his his name is, uh, his last name is Barker. I can't remember his first. I can remember his wife's name, but not his name. Um, <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, <laughs> Edit this out. Edit this out. Oh, no, no, no. I like to leave this sort of stuff in because then it will suddenly realize, <laughs> I, I, it will dawn on me and then I'll, I'll correct it at some point. But um, no, I, I, like, I know that era quite well for like just music and obviously went my childhood in, in sort of playing um, playing sports and stuff. But uh, also uh, like Rambling Man Fair you have down there as well as one of the sort of like yeah, big Maidstone, sort of like... Yeah. Um, yeah, Maidstone, another one. I used to spend a lot of time yeah. there. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a huge place. I was just curious because there's a lot of bands that kind of like. Obviously, it's a huge county, but like, yeah. I've had, I've had, a, I think I've had a couple of bands on the show. I wish I could remember some of the other ones. Um, 
but my brain is dude, totally gone. Like, dude, a lot of us know each other. It's like it's a weird way. It's not a scene in the traditional sense that it used to be like 15 years back. Yeah, I can't lie about that. But a lot of us know each other, recognize each other. Where bands now exist on social media platforms, especially in the current climate with no live shows. Yeah, we all we all tag each other. We all we all look out for each other. Well, I like I'd, I'd say that on behalf of us, but I know that there's a few bands that always make sure they either share our stuff or like it or whatever. Yeah. There's not much else you can do for each other at the moment. No, but that is, that's the sort of start of a scene. It's a scene I kind of like. Um, yeah. It's something that, that lacked for a long time in a lot of areas. Um, yeah. I think obviously like the COVID situation has brought a lot of people together, you know, just yes. sharing each other's art forms and stuff, especially at the moment with the whole shit that the government's kind of said about musicians yeah, and stuff and yeah. what they should do um but don't get me started yeah no, no i don't want to go there because yeah. i'll end up i'll end up ranting yeah. on it as well um that's <laughs> for another you put, time you put another hole through the floor. exactly exactly and i can't i rent this house and i can't put a th- <laughs> it cost me too much um but yeah no it's um it's just it's just like i i lived in the states for a bit as well and and where awesome. where i was based there was a f- absolutely fantastic scene like old school like bands selling tickets for the shows they were like on shows for like national touring acts um nice. but they were the, they were like the local support they stacked it with like two three local support bands along with like the tour package so you had like five bands on a bill for lo- some of the shows uh which where was really is? cool uh, i was in tampa in florida Oh, wicked dude. Um, and, you know, and there was the, the bands were helping each other out. And I was just sort of like watching this. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is what it should be like. This is what it was like. Um, yes. And and just sort of seeing a lot of like uh, like musicians coming out of like the area you live um, and like a few other sort of like bands that I've spoken to. And they've got like this, this, this like little scene growing. And with the internet the way it is now, you can help bands in other areas. Like, like you say, yes. sharing your music. Yes simple as that yeah it's simple as that and it is it's just a click of a button it doesn't cost anyone anything um you know it's it's cool you can give people shout outs in in interviews like used to back in the day because the magazines would get read and people go oh gonna check that band out you know it's how i sort of found out about like will haven and stuff like early deftones um interview they they mentioned bands from there and will haven was one of them i went out and bought the ep next thing i know they're playing with the deftones in london yes and i was just like i'm there i mean i posted up the. i remember seeing, I remember seeing that that tour poster yeah yeah i, I think the deftones still name drop Royal haven all the time and yeah Def, and deftones have been going like 25 years themselves now yeah they have and it's it's amazing crazy <laughs> their new album is excellent um i love it yeah, yeah. Um, and Will Haven are kind of still around as well, which is kind of cool. So, yes. um, but no, I got like getting to that and actually like, you know, fanboying and meeting Will Haven at that show as well, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, but it's just stuff like that. And, and, and like when I was living in the States, that, that mentality of kind of like helping was still there. You know, it, there wasn't any kind of like ego push or anything like that, or even bands that kind of got, you know, notoriety or, or a bit more like, you know, coverage or even signed, but they still help that local area. Should be a, it should always be a, a who you can pull up with you situation rather than, oh, well, we've made it, fuck the rest of you, we're yeah. out of here. It should always be pull others up with you because you never know if, if you are that lucky how, how long it's going to last. And you, you might need those, those friends again one day. Never get too big for your boots. Exactly, exactly. No, that's exactly it. And that, that's kind of what happened in some of the scenes that I was like in. 
um back in the day yeah. you can kind of see it i was always very myself very supportive of, of of various music forms and and bands and stuff like that and and it that didn't like beforehand i ran my own fanzine and stuff so i was i was very much that kind of fan of music um and helping bands was always like something i like doing and then like some bands got some big contracts and whatnot when contracts were a thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know um, it was kind of that cusp of the internet taking over at that point so it still wasn't it was still like old school record deals and stuff like that but um, like with that came a lot of like um, uh, negativity not from the band that necessarily got signed but from others in the scene that felt that they deserved it more um yeah, and stuff that. like that yeah. and like looking back on it now i can actually see it clearly but at the time it's it sort of it's it, it wasn't that apparent to me um when you're in the midst of something you, you, you're often not aware of what, how deep the politics are in yeah something. exactly it's exactly as that. yeah and it's, it's just crazy. like it's just we something had it. that we had it in kent um like you say that sort of time period where contracts were still a thing yeah and certain bands were very commercially aware even heavy bands, they were commercially aware of what was what would go on Kerrang and stuff. Mm. And you could see bands pushing, pushing their image to get over that hurdle and escape the local band tags. Yes. It was like, I respect the ambition, definitely, <laughs> and the hustle. But there's ways and there's ways and means of doing it. You know what I mean? You've got to get strike the balance. Don't um, forget your roots. Yeah. Definitely yeah. be ambitious, 100% be ambitious, for sure. Yeah, because some of those bands came back down and mm-hmm. crashed hard and disappeared. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, well, dude, I mentioned earlier, even the US Touring Act, I mean, they have they have the privilege that they're able to come to another country and still play to people, but yeah. the size of the venues they're playing now compared to what they were playing 15 years ago, it's, you know, they, they never elevated to arenas. They came back down to clubs from the academies and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I, dude, I'd love to be in a situation where we could play around the UK playing 100, 200 cap clubs and packing every one of them out. Yeah. It'd be lovely. That'd be, that'd be, uh, I think that's the peak of our uh, ambitions at the moment. <laughs> just to have so, a crowd. Just, just have a show, yeah. It's like, like, legally have a crowd. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, definitely. One yeah. day. One day, one day, it will happen again. It will happen yeah. again, whether it's just all sat there in bubble suits or, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it will happen again. Um, so, behind a, massive, behind a massive screen or some description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have a Zoom crowd or something. Yeah. <laughs> a spit shield. Um, <laughs> um, but, well, like, with your back, going back to your band um, again, um, but what, 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 where would your, um, sort of where would you say your influence is like i mean we've already talked about a few bands from back then um like listening to it i can hear kind of that influence of of like rage against the machine and like bringing it up to sort of like modern day like fever 333 and stuff like that are you, are you sort of like fans of that bands fans of those bands or is it sort of something you know somewhere else um a, bit, a little bit of both because um uh, i said there's core there's the core four members in the band and um like like all bands, everyone brings something different to the table. Yeah, we're not unique. We're not unique in that sense. Um, but I, my reference points are probably the most new metal ones. But when you think of those big classic ten of century bands, it's kind of the middle ground for all four of us. Yeah. So your your Lincoln Parks, your Lincoln Biscuits, your Papa Roaches and stuff. Um, you mentioned Fever Three 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 as a more modern take on that. Yeah. Individually, like. Our drummer James um, Mace, he's um, 
he's a slam dunk dude, really. He okay. loves and he loves that scene. He goes he goes slam dunk every year when it's on, and uh, he loves bands like Trash Boat that are a bit further down the ladder. Yeah, um, he loves bands like that. Um, and I think one of me and him hit it off talking about uh, Zebrahead or Zebrahead, yeah, as they would say. Um, and I know we're a bit older, but he tends to like younger sort of pop punk bands. Um, and then you, Mikey is the youngest in the band. Um, he his reference points are more melodic, melodic metalcore kind of like um, that midpoint of Bring Me the Horizons career, like Semper Eternal Era. Yeah. That's the spirit. Uh, Architects and While She Sleeps and um, Polaris and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's uh, probably the most um, in touch with his emotions, at least um, outwardly speaking. Anyway, as yeah. I say, because he he writes and sings the clean melodic parts of the of the vocals. Yeah. Um. So he's the, he has to be the most sensitive in a way. But he <laughs> his favorite band uh, of all time, as far as I know, is the Jimmy Eat, uh, Jimmy Eat World. Okay. So, cool. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he also loves, like a lot of us, get our influences from our parents. He loves. Uh, Pink Floyd and stuff like that yeah. too. Um, you won't hear any of that in our stuff, oh. not directly, <laughs> not directly. But like, but it's all it's all a starting point for some sort of um, inspiration. Um, and yeah, we like I said, we're not unique in the fact that we all have different tastes. Loads of bands are like that. Um, I think actually, think, talking to those classic new metal bands, I mean, think about Biscuit Wes and does not like rap rock one bit. No, that guy. That guy is not a fan of the scene they're in. It's just not. It's not. It's, I think luckily with us, we like I say our middle ground is that sound. We yeah. all like those big bands. Um, if we were ever to go to a show together, it would probably be someone like from that era. Um, and you mentioned Rage Against the Machine. They used to really be more of an influence on mine and Owen's old bands. Okay, because we were we were a little more raw. Yeah, um, so more punk rock edge to it, which Rage is just it's pretty organic. Um, not there's no electronic influence in what they do, is there? No. Even though Tom Morello, Tom Morello sounds like a DJ. He, he does. does. Yeah, I was about to say he he can play a guitar like a turntable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolute genius. But yeah, I think obviously in our press statements and social media, we have to name check reference yeah. points for people to go for like for fans of and. Because like all those bands I just mentioned, we can't we can't mention all of them. Yeah. And also, if I start saying, well, uh, uh, Owen likes Pink Floyd, then they're not going to expect Rampage. Like it's just, no. We have to go. You have to cut it down to right. What's the core three, four, five bands here that people are going to go that like these bands are going to check us out for? Yeah. And you you mentioned some of them, and, and yeah, you're you're on the right track for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I got I got the press release, but I generally I I always ignore the for fans of bit because I'm like I want to listen to the music, so because because he sent it directly to me, I just clicked on the the the, the link and just yeah. went from there. And then uh, yeah, I sort of got because I'm I'm sort of I really like the sort of like current music that's coming out right now. Um, so mm. bands like Fever three 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 and and all that kind of lot. Um, they're making some really good songs that kind of take me back, but also like because i i when we were allowed to i dj rock clubs and yes. um it, it 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 they're bands i can play new bands i can play which is something it that connects. 
there's hooks it's got hooks exactly exactly like bring me the horizon at the moment anything they send tend to release you can play straight away people would have heard it Um, which is which is which is great for 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 a dj it's amazing because you can rely on 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 bands like rage against machine you can rely on metallica you can rely on nirvana you know all the classics um and but you've got to get out of that as well you've got you've got to be able to push that 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 that, the new songs because well i think i think you've you've stumbled on an issue that we were having i mean god i think we just want festivals to come back but before all this people were getting worried about the likes of download keep looking the dinosaurs at the top of the bill yeah we all love those but they're not getting any younger how are we going to push the newer ones as you say when you play i think a good reference point is dj in a rock club what goes down well yeah that's it because the charts don't work like they used to no no like the whole the whole thing of of like even when it comes to me looking at new music it's one can you dance to it that that's this is how i look at stuff when i listen to it is could people potentially dance to it even if they haven't heard it because you can you can mix it with tracks either side that people will dance to and if the rhythm and the pace and the stuff is all like relatively similar they'll stay on the dance floor and then eventually you can kind of break it out more um back in the day it used to be the promotional side of things like if they're on the metal hammer cd that was a huge thing um if they were getting played on kerrang tv scuzz tv yeah, man. you know all that kind of stuff yeah. um so they're getting like mass coverage now i've got to kind of keep a, my eye on like 30 different playlists it's <laughs> playlists that also podcasts that review latest releases yeah as well I yeah that's what that's always a good indicator too yeah um it, 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 you can't look at I mentioned earlier coming off of social media but you can't look at one platform either because there'll be bands that you'll be stunned how few followers they have on say Facebook, but you go to their Spotify or YouTube and they'll have like millions of hits. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, okay. So there's way more than than one way to measure a band's quote unquote success or or reach. Um, It's, it's, it's tricky, man, actually. It's really tricky. And I'll be interested to see how it goes the other side of all this. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, this is kind of like this situation where I feel, I mean, in my head, I feel it's a great equalizer um like away from um sort of like paid for influencers and stuff like that yeah. that that can kind of push products and stuff because you can sort of see it now they're pushing fake headphones or you know copied yeah. headphones from like apple and stuff like that but um yeah. you know it, it's become the great equalizer and it's really obviously it's really bad for some people because they can't they're not able to adapt to the situation uh, yeah. in some respects so a lot of musicians are suffering a lot of crew are suffering stuff like that um but there's also um this this movement coming out that that the sort of people aren't relying on those on those influences and people with like genuine sort of like talents and things like yes. that are coming out and producing things um and and you know like you guys have produced like this ep you've got you got people producing videos for youtube or, or or twitch doing streams and all that kind of stuff you know um and i think it's just about utilizing that technology now because the the, the industry has kind of gone away and it got taken over again um so you kind of had like the old school way where record sales were big now we were in a situation where streaming's big but you get literally fuck all for streaming <laughs> you know so well, you you, men- you mentioned uh ruben and people like that earlier they they fell in that they fell through the cracks yeah 
because they were they were they were they missed the boat with the times the times of when CDs sold. Yeah. Um, and but they they were just as people were getting used to downloading and streaming. Yeah. And they didn't rock bands in particular didn't know how to utilize that. No. Initially. I I remember that very well. Like I had kids come up to me at shows and told me they had they had literally stolen the album yeah. <laughs> they downloaded yeah, it off yeah. the torrent site um yeah. initially i was like what the fuck you know you're stealing you know i didn't go like directly to him and say what the fuck i was like oh, okay cool um but then yeah. gradually like it took me probably a couple of months to look at it while lars was fighting napster um <laughs> to kind of look at he the... was right he was right i know it's crazy it's crazy isn't it <laughs> um but it got yeah. i think that's where it got away from the artist at that point because it could it, this could have been a platform that where it should be paying more because of the exposure you get from it um but the industry didn't adapt in time the people in tech like literally took it by the horns um, and they still got it so you ran ran with it yeah and you got all these streaming services that that are out there now and and you know everyone's kind of agreed to the to the rates that they're paying um but obviously that's now going to have to change i think there's going to be a uh i think there's going to be a shift uh in a good direction for for artists because the amount of revenue that some of these places are pulling in um i can't speak specifically about one platform because no. i work for the company that, <laughs> that, that have it um but you know i won't name any other names in there just for fairness but the the streaming platforms they don't they don't pay enough um for for what's out there because because it's an art form and and because it's a new platform and everyone wanted on it it's that kind of people gave it away cheaply yeah, man. Um, but they're yeah, still yeah, charging yeah. the same amount of money for the music. So no pun intended, but it's kind of like Pandora's box was opened, right? Yeah, yeah. Like just, um, <laughs> it, it's it's funny as well because not to keep referencing the COVID the current situation, but we were we've been told for the past couple of years if you're a rock band now, I mean you used to um, put an album out and you toured to support the album. Yeah. Now, I mean, even Pop X now put out albums to, so they can go on tour. Yeah. Rather than touring to support an album, the albums to support the tour or, or however you want to put it. Um, and we were told, like, particularly in the in the rock and metal scene, like the only way these bands make their money is selling merch and doing and selling tickets. Yeah. Well, and most of your merch sales come through the live the live scene rather than um, websites and. So where that doesn't exist at the moment, there's got something's got to give. Yeah, something has to give. It has to be an alternative. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just all going to go under. No, exactly. I think Bandcamp are doing stuff that's really good, like waiving their yeah. fees for, you know, every like well, it seems to be once a month at the moment on Fridays. Um, yeah. And that I think that's really good because that's a real opportunity for the artist to get the full amount, you know, get a good royalty from it. Um, yeah. Obviously, it boosts their platform because then a lot more people are using it. Um, but the versatility with that, I think that's like that's come from a good place um, yeah, on that front. And I think it just needs like these other big companies that have kind of got their their hold on the streaming. And, and whatnot services um just need to reevaluate and see you know that the 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 art form that they're you know releasing for okay. these people they yeah. they need to they need to pay a bit more for it yeah yeah you know agreed um and i, I you know hopefully that will change <laughs> fingers crossed fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. But if, if not immediately then this like gradual change so that eventually it's in the right place even if we don't notice it yeah no i, th- I think so. i think with, with, with lockdown and stuff i think people have actually realized the worth of 
this these services which is also good mm-hmm. because like you know it gets more people using it but being in lockdown yeah. and and having music that that's a you know that's uh that's that's something that people need or having you know the movie streaming services or yeah. anything like that like sure. these things that people were utilizing um because they were cut off from the rest of the world and it, are you gonna um cut this sound bite and send that to mr sunak maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see that's all we'll say that's all we'll say yeah that. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's like things like, um, uh, I had, uh, Mark, not to name drop, but Mark from Pitch Shifter on the show Ooh. recently. Yeah, exactly. Dropped it. Um, but he had a really good, good idea during this lockdown. He was doing this like charity called, uh, Last Night DJ Saved My Life, uh, okay. for Bristol. And, uh, yeah. what he was doing was raising money for like wind up radios for homeless people and isolated people. I um, think I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. I read about this. And um, I thought that was absolutely fantastic because, like, during this time, a lot of people, I mean, families were cut off. Like, um, you know, we couldn't see each other. So my kids, you know, my grandparents, their grandparents or my mum and, you know, and all that lot couldn't see them because they weren't allowed to. So, but having been cut off, you've got other people that are just generally just cut off from the rest of the world. They don't have an internet connection. They have a smartphone. Um, You've got homeless people with the same sort of situation. And, yeah like a radio was perfect because it's yeah, a, it's a link to that, that outside world. Um, yeah. And just stuff like that. And it's just like, like I said before, this thing, I think is going to be a great equalizer. I think it's going to, it's going to basically reform the industry and make yeah. it more about the artists than a corporate kind of um, like the corporate shell. That's kind of always been around it as such um, because it's still half of it still hasn't evolved. Uh, it's still kind of in that mental, that old mentality and then yeah. the, the the companies that have kind of taken the 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 reins on the sort of like more technological side of things don't have experience in the music industry. You know, it's 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 another corporate thing for them. It's another money stream. You know, they 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 they're getting loads of money when the artist isn't. You know, and all yeah, they take they're is in, they focused on monetization rather than what actually creates this product. Yeah, yeah, and if that goes yeah. away they'll realize yeah. it so and that's the danger yeah. they've got at the moment telling people to re-train themselves or find jobs doing something else gonna oh, lose man. it you know <laughs> anyway every time <laughs> I, I really wanted to no i'm not getting it. i'm not getting it. Uh, i'm not getting it. it's all right it's all right we'll <laughs> leave it we'll leave it there um so what are your um what are your plans coming up um obviously i know things are difficult to kind of plan but do you guys have anything Apart from the release itself, are you doing anything special around that release time? Like a, a maybe uh, an online stream or something along those lines? Well, I'll be brutally honest, nothing is on the cards, but we, it's something we're exploring and looking in the best way. If, we, if we're able to pull something off like that, it's going to be... Um, I mean, we're speaking now first week of October. Yeah. And the record comes out late November so we've got a little time to try and figure something out ideally we'd like to we're looking at these we saw a couple of sites popping up for places that were filming professionally filming like live streams yeah rather than us just doing it on our smartphone um you know just an actual proper professionally um streamed performance would be ideal mm. Um, so we're, we're exploring that. If it's not possible, it's not possible. Um, but we are exploring that. Um, I can't can't give you too much at the moment because 
much like with the EP getting delayed in the first place. We've been putting some cool stuff together, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you half of a half of an exclusive. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> right, so the EP drops late November. Um, you mentioned you like Defiant. Yeah. We we we're, we're pretty um, we're pretty aware of what what works and what doesn't in terms of hooks. Hiding in plain sight is the third track on that on that EP. Mm. It's, for us, it was um, it's the rawest track we've written. We know it wasn't ever built for radio. Um, we've we've got early reviews back, and we know that Rampage and Defiant out of the three tracks are the ones that are going to stand out yeah. with the hooks. Hiding in plain sight. It was kind of half finished, and it's because we've got we're going to do something else with it. Okay. Um, we've got a couple of guest vocalists on a second version of it, and nice. that's when it will come into its own. Um, cool. We've got those vocals. It's not been mixed and mastered yet. We were hoping to do a video with those guest vocalists, um, but this whole thing is is making that difficult. So, yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do? We're, we're going to save that. Let's call it a remix um, or, or version two of that track. We're yeah. going to probably save that for next year. And we, we in the, in creating the first EP and the second EP, we had some songs that were kind of half done, um, or or you know pretty much done, but just didn't suit what we were doing with the other tracks. Yeah, because we're very we're not cynical is the wrong word, but we're aware of what we're doing. So we know like Pariah and rampage and stuff like that has a certain sound to it yeah um we know who it's we've, we've got an idea of who it will appeal to but there's other other sounds we've explored it's not a million miles away from that it doesn't mm. sound like a different band or anything but, but songs that wouldn't fit either ep that are just sat that we want to do something with and okay. we'll probably put it we'll probably put it together as like a b-sides compilation cool and that Hiding in Plain Sight remix has got a couple of really dope guests on it. Awesome. And that would kind of be a cool lead single for that release for early next year. But it's about getting the content together, which at the moment is just it's tricky. But yeah. in terms of celebrating the release of this one, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but it was, it's something we're exploring, I'll be honest. We've not got anything set in stone, but we, we can't just put it out. It's a really weird time to release music. It is, yeah. We, so we, we can't tour to support it. So we're going to have to try and grab people's attention some other way. And we're, we're figuring that one out. Cause it's someone at our level with our budget. It's not, not to, as um, easy as we'd like, but we'll figure something out for sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I mean, I'll be giving it support um, Thank you, man. on here and, and total rock as well. So um, I'll be playing it. I'll, well, I'll be mixing it into my show. So um, yeah. Yes. And I'll let, I'll let you know when that that gets that gets done as well. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I can say. I mean, obviously, getting you've got Gary circulating it amongst um, other like outlets and stuff. So, you know, yeah, he's a good dude, and he, he does he does what he says he'll do. And yeah. that's what we like like working with people like that. Yeah, no, I've I've had some good content from from Gary. Um, so, and uh, I did actually work with him once with my old band uh, when they oh, used, when they used to book shows. Uh, he used to be a booker, and he he booked us a couple of tours. So, um, well, I, 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 it's it's on their blurb, isn't it, about it, them booking Gallows like UK run back in the day and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I I'll have to pick his brain sometime for stuff <laughs> like that because at, at the moment all we do is talk shop, which is the PR campaign for Cross Paths. But yeah. I do need to. He's good when I have spoke to him off topic. He's a he's a good he's a good talker, Gary. Yeah. yeah. 
No, definitely, with, definitely. Like I said, I've been getting quality content from him, which is good. I, I like that from my PRs. So, um, and and because he like like I say directly kind of marketed you lot to me uh it yeah. shows that he pays attention not only to yourselves oh, but yeah. also to the to the he knows the people to kind of like maybe send that personal email rather than the sort of like mass email too sure, um, sure. and no i appreciate that because it's like it's a bit more kind of um personal for me uh on that front which is great and then yeah. it, it kind of it gives me more impetus to listen to it you know because I, I get yes as a sort of music journalist you get loads of emails every day and and i do go through them but it can sometimes it can take me some time but when they're yeah man something's got something's got to make something stand out and i, I totally get that yeah that's cool man. yeah no it's really cool so um no awesome so yeah um I've, i'm almost done with you man um <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got a couple of questions left um so obviously we're away from the ep so you know that's coming out on the 27th so good luck with that and everything um but these couple of questions we kind of skipped over some of the stuff already i think but um what i want to kind of hone in on is your what are your three top albums that really kind of um influenced you to the sort of like musician that you are today so the what the the first time you heard that really made you want to like pick up a microphone or an instrument of some kind and like stuff Um, like that like pivotal albums if you will I can't remember if we were on air when I mentioned my age earlier, so I might get away with that one. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was the perfect age for new metal because I um, was, was going into my adolescence just as we turned into the new millennium. Yeah. So, um, but uh, my parents are like, uh, um, they were middle-aged when they had me, so they're really into old, old school rock and roll and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, even going back to the fifties, like the sixties and seventies, and um, I could start name dropping Buddy Holly and Little Richard and stuff like that. But really, for me, when I was a kid and coming of age, mm. um, Marshall Mathers LP, nice, was like when you're a kid that you hear that. I mean, everyone of, of a certain like ten year generation will recognize that that just at the time it's hard to think of how shocking that was then and stuff like Marilyn Manson as well yeah in this day and age that, that just wouldn't be shocking now no it's kind if of everyone's too desensitized same yeah. as South Park and things like that it's it's old hat now but yes. at the time at the time the internet wasn't what it was someone like Eminem was just the st- stuff he was saying yeah besides the fact that the tracks were actually good and they had hooks yeah and obviously race production as well um I, I i don't i had checked out the, like the, the slim shady lp and i thought that was really cool but the last show i was lp i think because i was a little older um it was just the right time my hormones were in the right place for that <laughs> angry kind of music yes um, <laughs> and you asked for free didn't you mm-hmm. but um i just I, i've chucked that in as an honorable mention um I literally, I gave my dad like a shopping list and I don't know if it was for my birthday or something and it was the year 2000 oh. and I just gave him and it just, <laughs> and it just said on it, Papa Roach Infest, yep. um, Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish and Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory because all my mates were playing those records at school on our, on our Sony Walkmans or yep. Discmans, whatever they're called and um, I was so jealous of my friends for having those CDs so that I felt like an absolute bomb when I came in and I was the guy that had all three. I mean, I had other friends that were listening to like Slipknot and System of a Down and stuff like that, but I was really, I loved, I liked that stuff, but I was more into the rap side of new metal. Yeah. 
Um, like, it's, like that's why it was worth mentioning Eminem there because and obviously Infest, Chuck Starfish, and Hybrid Trigger are like the the rapiest new metal albums. Yeah. I think in a way, in a way. Uh, so that's they would they would be they have been consistently for the past twenty years. That's that's my go to. Nice, nice, nice. That's uh, like those are three, like Limp Bizkit. I've always loved like that. Yeah. They've because they, they had that kind of like obviously the rap influence, the like their rock mm-hmm. influence, the new metal whole thing, DJ, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. and they were just fun. Um, as well. Yeah. That's the uh, thing. They're fun. They were so so much energy. Yeah. Whatever anyone would like to say about them musically, can't deny the energy they 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 had and created it was a, it was insane yeah i mean they they're, they're single-handedly i think responsible for the whole new metal era as such like yeah. for the commercial side of things um Definitely. i mean they hit Definitely. like you know they've got fucking number one with rolling when it when number one's mad um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, like I want, uh, the, the sort of like I polished want, version of lincoln park and everything and and yeah. papa roach coming out like a few years after the new metal movement had kind of been around um but it kind of shows that evolution of it and where it became more of a, a commercial entity rather than sort of an underground um you know cool club it was it was what was popular yeah which is insane to think now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was mainstream that was that stuff was mainstream that was on TRL it was on top of the pops yep it, it was on Radio 1 and um, I, in fact I think the first time other than the mate CD that I heard Linkin Park for example was on Radio 1 yeah which I know Bring Me gets some stuff on there now but it's not the same no, no. no I mean, I, I remember when um, I used to hear like Trivium uh, randomly yeah. and and Slipknot randomly on Radio One, and it was like, yeah. "Fucking hell, this is great." Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all you'll get now is uh, Daniel P. Carter show, which is shoved on late, so it doesn't offend anyone during yeah, they, the day. They keep they keep changing <laughs> the time of it and everything as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no, it's, it's one of that. It's that era of like you know uh, back then, like when Lincoln Park, Papa Roach, and stuff. I, I've already, I've already self confessed to this in previous episodes, but at the time. I was kind of rule of cool. No, they're not my. That's not my new metal. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people were man. Yeah, no. I was, the, I was the perfect age for it. Yeah, I, was, I think because I, I was in my twenties, uh, early twenties yeah. at that point, and it's kind of like you've got your. I had my Deftones, Incubus. I had my, yeah. you know, that corn, the first initial corn run and stuff like that, and and Dude. I had I had Limp Bizkit as well because they were part of that 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 group that originally came. Dude, out. I did the same. I did the same to whatever the next wave was, and I, I, I'm not. I'm not even going to say I'm particularly fond of some of it now, but like when Fallout Boy and and uh, my chemical romance and uh, panic at the disco came out. Yeah, I was so angry. Yeah, but now I see the merit in it, and yeah. there was some good tracks. I had some good tracks, and they made rock music commercially viable while they were out. Yeah, exactly that, and, um, that, and I've sort of grown to appreciate. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, those bands now, like you know, being being a rock DJ, like nightclub DJ. Um, you you kind of like they they were your respite between the Metallica and the, and the, you know, yeah. the tracks you've yeah. heard a thousand times, they've become the tracks you've heard a thousand times, um, since then. Sure. You know, obviously, yeah, especially no. Lincoln park with the situation that they've, they've been in with obviously Chester, um, passing away and everything. Um, and that's kind of really kind of brought a retrospective to their career. Cause before that, like they were making music that people weren't liking. Yeah. <laughs> dude, said they it's, didn't. It's, weird it's weird. It's really weird because with this, Hybrid Fury um, anniversary. Yeah. Um, I know things changed because of Chester, but um, Mike Shinoda always used to get quoted 
in the press is saying we don't want to be a legacy act. That's why we keep evolving what we're doing, yeah. regardless of whether people liked it or not. And I always respected that. Yeah. And some of their records I like more than others. Uh, but you've got to keep it fresh. And, and it's weird because now they are a legacy act, but it was kind of their hand was forced. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. strange. You have to play with the cards you dealt. Exactly, exactly. But Papa Roach were another one. They they they've evolved their sound. Yeah. Like yeah. like some of them recent albums are actually really good. Um yeah. which is which totally. which weird for me to say out loud. Um, <laughs> um I, I felt I've fallen in in and love in and out of love with them so many times because I'll like one record, then not the next, and then go back and forth. But live, they're one of the best live bands of that generation. Yeah. Jacoby's such a good front man. Yeah. So charismatic. And his voice it's not always on the money, but it's enough. It's good enough. To, yeah, it's good enough. And, and, the, and the crowd sing along to every word. So exactly. And the performance well. is there. The, the sort of passion is still there with him. You can yeah. see it. It's not like That's right. going That's through right. the motions. When he plays Last Resort or something, I've seen like recent things, and it's not, he's not like. He's not phoning it in. He's not phoning it's, it in. Yeah. You know. It's still like it was 20 years ago. Like he means it. Yeah. Even if, even if he doesn't, he's doing a good impression of someone that does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really yeah. weird, isn't it? If they, yeah. if he can do that. Um, but no, they're, they're another band that I've, I've sort of grown to appreciate and stuff over the years. And like yeah, just, man. just going back to that Infest album, um, as corny as some of it is, it's still so much yeah. fun. Um, and that's where I've kind of like gotten that more appreciation of just finding the fun in a lot of this stuff that at the time, for, like the rule of cool i keep calling it but you know yeah. um that i i couldn't because of the like peer pressure and whatnot of other people um that my my opinion of them was was sort of like tainted of them at that point but then you know as you grow older you stop caring and yeah, we all do that we know. all do we're all guilty and it's all we're all guilty of doing that to a generation of fans yeah. funny enough talking of that, of that record I think their 20th anniversary was like about six months ago. If that was. And when I post, <laughs> I posted like a something about it, and it was like you said, those some of those corny lyrics I put in there to be tongue in cheek. Yeah. And someone, someone still had to be like a music snob about it. Like these lyrics suck. I was like, dude, get a grip. <laughs> like the, tr- the track slapped. It's slapped for 20 years. It's, yeah. It's slapped way harder than anything you've written. So go, go jump. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, like the one moment I remember, like being at the time, like really, like what the fuck, you know, like kind of don't like is when he's the line is, uh, "My name is Kobe Dick, uh, Mr. Yeah, Dick." If you're nasty, oh, was it? Oh, fucking that's great! Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I, and that line has stuck in my head. It's so like it's one of those hooks. Yeah, but it's stuck there. I, at the time, I was like, "Oh, it's so funny." His name's Kobe Dick, uh, and then he changed his name back to Jacoby, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah. but it's like going back and listening to the album and they did that whole live stream 20th anniversary thing uh this year uh which was great i, I tuned in i got some of the, the tracks on on like like watch them do the studio live things um yeah. non-point are about to do the same thing as well actually really? uh, yeah i just had um another name drop but i had their singer on the show i won't call it it, it was the it's the last show off before this one um but they're on the 10th uh in three days from this recording uh they're doing a um, statement in its entirety live nice nice man. um cut with like uh video in like insets and stuff like that just to kind of like um q a bits and bobs between tracks and then back into another track so um that looks pretty cool i'm gonna tune into that as well so but uh, like this this whole fucking year as bad as like this year has been for a lot of people like for anniversaries of albums it's been amazing so. it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like if there's a if, uh, if you, 
if you believe in God, then he, he certainly didn't particularly like new metal because he's made sure that, that any celebrations have been made very difficult. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he has. <laughs> but, you know, we've, uh, we, you know, we can do like this, this, like this podcast idea has been absolutely brilliant for like just celebrating the, those 20th yeah. anniversaries because of, like I said, we had Head P, I had Earth Tone 9 with Arc Tangent. Um, yeah. If that was an album that affected you at all uh, in your early years, but it was, that's a fact. If you go, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's, fucking sure. great album like this british metal um but mm-hmm. like yeah um <laughs> they, uh, toured with, did they toured with pitch shifter recently i think yes or they did think, um pitch, yeah. in 2018 um they did yeah. pitch shifters kind of like return tour um and they were yeah. the main support um and that was really cool because i went to the well i went to the nottingham show for that one and it was really good um because I was a I was a street teamer for these bands when I was younger, so <laughs> it was kind of like yeah, reliving my youth. Yeah, that's I mean once you're allowed to socially uh, talk to people, yeah. <laughs> that should be a thing. Because that I found that like you know as much as a recluse I am and kind of stuff like that and uh, I guess introvert, but actually talking to people, random people I don't know about music and handing them a CD or a cassette tape at the time, saying oh listen to this band, yeah, because I was part of that you know and I was just doing it yeah. for you know i went to i got free tickets to the shows but that was it you know it wasn't like i was being paid yeah. to do this but you know just having that like that moment of like getting someone into that band or, or you know potentially getting someone into that band you know so it was like you know for me it was like one minute silence and and like yeah, and pitch shifter yeah. and uh mudvane were another one i did stuff for and stuff like that back in the day uh they're another band actually, that's another tw- that's another 20th anniversary as well of Mudvayne. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've, got, I've got to get them on my show. Um, <laughs> Everything dropped in the year 2000. It's yeah. all been downhill since. Yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> I'm going to go old man status now. It definitely has. <laughs> um, yeah. um, anyway, man, what, what are your um, uh, hobbies away from music? So when you're not doing stuff with cross paths and whatnot and all that, what, what, what sort of stuff do you get up to? Um, I'm a really boring lad, actually, because um, I'm... I'm typical english chap i love football absolutely cool. love football and um my club's Charlton athletic and we just got nice. taken over after like terrible ownership for a decade and we just got taken over by this insane danish guy who absolutely loves heavy metal oh amazing we've had we've had, we've had horrific horrific <laughs> ownership for years it's been it's been torturous mm. and now we've got this like 60 year old dude who's like rocket out to sabbath and stuff and uh, I think his name's his name's uh, Thomas Sandgard. So when they announced his ownership, they put it as Enter Sandman. Oh. So it was kind of like I got I had a few celebratory beers and started blasting that out. That's amazing. So I, that's, I knew they got taken yeah. over, but I didn't realise yeah. he was like that kind of guy. Yeah, he's a dude. He's, he, he bought it. some of it's borderline cringe and a little bit David Brent, but <laughs> it's it's fully. He's got charm. So oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. It's, it's cool. It's cool, man. That's that's my main thing. Um, but other than that, it's yeah, just pretty standard. I haven't got any crazy interest in pastimes. Um, like I used to, I, I still do. I've had a bit of a, a, a fear of heights, but like me and my partner, um, me and my fiance, we went to, we actually got engaged in Orlando last year. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, I, I um, number one. So this is this is going to sound ridiculous because what I just said, but I don't like Disney. Uh-huh. And um, I don't like heights, <laughs> but I love going to like the theme parks that are there. Yeah. If I could afford to do it every six months, I would. Nice. I, 
I'd say that sort of stuff. If that was a hobby, I would definitely be doing. I'd be like living in the Universal Studios. That would be a hobby for me. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> I I, uh, I was actually a Disney annual pass holder while I was oh, out there, um, and yeah, Bush Gardens and stuff. It's like a standard of... thing, isn't it? If you yeah. live in Florida, you you got an annual pass. Basically. Yeah, you get issued one. Um, <laughs> that and the Florida driving license. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, we did that and like Bush Gardens and stuff like that. And um, yeah, no, I love I well, I used to love riding roller coasters and things like that so um i did uh like my claim to kind of well one of my sort of endurance things with one of my uh, my stepdaughter um we did all the uh roller coasters in bush gardens in one afternoon wow um so like she was say 13 14 at the time um yeah. and we were just like you know what because we, we had the passes and we're like well should we go there so we went there and it was like the afternoon so what do we do there's no one there so well, should we ride every roller coaster so we looked at the map planned <laughs> yeah. it out and we got on everything within like five minutes like of lining okay. up so there wasn't there was the last one we did was the biggest queue um and it only, that took about 15 minutes to get on but we did all of them in the space of about four hours i think it was um and there's quite a few roller coasters in that park so I mean, usually the the queues for the, the popular ones are four hours. So yes, that's yeah. Pretty impressive. That's really cool, Dave. Yeah. How no. long did it take you to come down from that adrenaline? Um, it took it took a while actually. Uh, yeah. the, the nausea took over after on one of the rides because <laughs> it was a bit more uh, twist and turny than I was kind of used to, and I had something to eat before I went on, which was really stupid. Um, but I was feeling a bit hungry, so I just had like you know sort of general park food. Um, yes. You know, sweet. It was the best. Yeah, exactly. The sweet food funnel cake or something like that. Um, yeah. And I was just like, yeah. oh, this is it was really good at the time, but then I got on this ride and I was like going around. I was like, no, it's probably a really bad idea. But thankfully, it was like the second to last one so i managed to hold myself but it was really cool we both obviously really enjoyed it and uh it's never been topped on that front. Right, no, but so, you've got that you like you just reminisced to me about it you're so glad you did it it's, 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 oh yeah totally like, like i said at the start of that on paper it shouldn't be anything i'm interested in yeah but having done it it's just amazing i recommend it to anyone that, that can do it just go and do it yeah just go do it so, such a good time yeah makes you forget your troubles for sure it does it definitely does definitely does well man um that's all i got for you uh i've kept you well over the time i thought i would um it's all good if that's all that's a uh, thank you that's all good um <laughs> that's all you know. it's so good. let you off man. good thank you thank you you didn't cut me off so that's all good um but yeah no thank you for for doing this uh good luck with your with your record and everything um awesome richie thank you very much man have a good rest of your evening. You too, dude. Take care, yeah.